intro? That's my intro. Oh, well, I'm not... My mic is all the way fucking down here. I'm like a goddamn munchkin. Hold on. Shitbag. Damn. Yeah, I should have probably thought about that. I'm like 6'4", and you decided to put it where like a five-year-old would sit. Yeah, that's true. Sorry. Welcome to... Yeah, welcome to the Empty Glass Podcast. Damn it, I was going to do a back and forth thing where it's like, welcome to the Empty Glass Podcast. You want to try it? Yeah. Welcome to Halloween edition of Empty Glass. Spooky. Get your spooky glasses out, you fucking plebs. Yeah, get your dicks out. Maybe not the second one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, if you're at home and there's no one there and you just want it out. Go for it. Go for it. I mean, come spooky on. glasses are better. Yeah. Um, so today we want to talk about some Halloween stuff. Yes, we be- do. Because today is Halloween, not actually October thirtieth, and we're just recording this the day beforehand. We're actually recording it on time. Yeah, that's right. Just play along, all right? Yeah, please. <laughs> just just let the illusion stay. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. So you had some spooky stuff you wanted to get into first before yeah. we talked about other stuff, right? Yeah, I do. And actually, one of them is kind of in the form of a question. But have you ever had any uh, paranormal experiences in your life? You know I have. Really? No, I haven't. I don't know your story. Fuck you. I've talked to you about this. We've talked about this in extensiveness. And I know your paranormal story or the one that your mom had with the thing in the... And uh, behind the door, kind of. But let's give it for the audience. Let's tell them the spooky stories. What's your dude? I don't remember yours. It's been so All right. long. So, um, give it for the listener. Use the Halloween spirit inside you to tell the spook story. Vincent Price here. I'm kidding. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I ain't doing that. I would it's shoot too, myself. It's too bad. Um, <laughs> I mean, one time. I mean, just, just kind of a casual one I could think of. One time, me and some buddies went down to Devil's Bridge in San Antonio, Texas, because it was supposedly a haunted place, or maybe been outside of San Antonio, Texas. I don't know. I have this thing that whenever I don't drive, I don't pay the fuck attention to where I'm going. <laughs> well, I, I could end up in California for all I know. I just, I don't know. Yeah, you'll just space out. And uh, we had got some weird filters on the pictures that we took. Like there was a weird graininess to it. It looks like there was almost kind of a bleeding effect oh, where weird. like the image was going down and shit like that. I can actually show you the pictures later. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But um, it was really weird. It was showing up on all of our pictures and stuff like that. Uh, in one of the pictures, there was what looked like two red eyes out in the distance. But there was, and it could have. All right, it could have looked like brakes on a car, but we weren't anywhere near um, a road or anything like that. And it was sure. also the middle of the night. So we swear we didn't see anything. However, that is what it looked like. That is what it may have possibly been. Damn. And uh, so that showed up in the picture. And then it was just, you know, one of those general uneasy feelings. I'm not really a religious person myself. I but do. You be- know a bad feeling when a bad feeling I, I do believe there. there's something. Something out there. I mean, come on. We don't have all the answers here. Don't be a fucking prick. Like, oh, this, 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 this ghost. I'm like, I don't know, man. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I'm it has been proven or disproven fully. So who the fuck knows? I'm open to anything. So that's just one. And uh, yeah, what's yours? <laughs> <laughs> well, the I mean, it goes back far, mostly to the Bernie house. This house has not really done anything except for one instance, but to just rapid fire. I think the first time I ever experienced it was with me and Bria. 
we were uh, like, you know, we'd play with toys and stuff. I'd have my like Lord of the Rings action figures. She'd have her Barbies. We'd make them fight. We'd make them like play house and get married and make shit. Make them kiss, make them fight. Right. No, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. But, uh, but really, we would just play with the fucking toys and we would always play in Caden's room because there was a lot of space, open floor, you know, a lot of space for like just all of the toys to be laid out so we didn't have to, you know, keep it nice and tidy. We These are, by really the way, messy. his siblings. He, he does not realize that most people listening don't know who his siblings are by name. So, these are all his siblings he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, so so yeah, these are my these are my siblings. And um well me and Bria are just playing with toys like we always do. And uh I we just kind of make eye contact and we both just had to leave the room. We don't know what it was that washed over us, but when we left the room, we were like, What the fuck was that? That felt weird. Of course we didn't say fuck, we were little kids, but we were just oh, like fuck shit, <laughs> man, there's nothing wrong here. <laughs> we were little kids playing with toys, but we, we both got that horrible feeling that just washed over us. And yeah, like uh, supposedly, I didn't really see it, but out of the corner of my eye, there was some sort of a cloaked figure that would follow my mom around at the house in Bernie. Um, but my closest paranormal experience was here. I was probably about like 11, 10 or 11, and Caden went to go stay the night at his friend's house in Bernie. So I'm here in San Antonio by myself. And uh, that night, I have this horribly demonic dream about Caden, very exorcist, no, very omen style, very omen style. Oh my uh, god, like Damien. Real quick, can we use like demonic as like the new awesome? It's like, oh dude, did you go to the concert last night? It was fucking demonic. Yeah, dude, that would be cool. That'd be actually pretty cool. Yeah, I'm down is, for that. I'm down with that. Yeah, okay. Well, this is demonic in a bad way. <laughs> 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 so I gotta make that clear right up front if we're gonna turn that into a thing. But Caden Demonic man, I get it. Yeah, demonic, yeah. But in the dream, Caden was very like much a demon. And when I woke up, I had this feeling like I could not move. I was completely rigor mortis. And uh, finally, I got myself to move, and I could move again. I could move my arms around, my legs around. And when I stuck my like leg out of the comforter, I could feel it was super cold in the room, and I started getting really cold everywhere. And so I sat up in my bed, and right here at the store that we're looking at, um, there was this tall, like taller than you. Okay, hold on. Uh, continue, but then I have something that's going to tie into this as well. Okay, so there's this tall dark figure with red eyes and it's just staring me down from across the room there's probably like 16 feet from where i am to where it is and um i'm like holy shit and uh, i just lay back down and i look back up and it's kneeling on this wooden chair that i had in here belonged to my grandpa and it's kneeling like in a praying position and it looks over at me i lay back down again and this was not too long after we moved into this house so i didn't have a doorknob i think we were either painting the house or something but I had a heavy ottoman that was actually blocking the door. So the only way you could open the door is if you had enough strength to push that ottoman. And it was heavy. So cats wouldn't come in at night and bother me or whatever. So I hear that ottoman because I had wooden feet on a wood floor. And then mm -hmm. I hear the door swing open, swing close, and the ottoman push back into place. It was the weirdest sound, weirdest feeling. And the next day, me and my dad are going to change out these vents on the AC he tries using that chair as like a little stepladder and it breaks under his feet. Damn, dude. Yeah. That's um, probably the spookiest shit that's ever happened to me. So, 16 spooky, five me. So this is very coincidental that happened to me. We've talked about this before. I don't know if you remember it too much because um, we probably haven't talked about it in a while. But uh, back when I was in my senior year of high school, I mean, this this part we talk about all the time. Right, yeah. I had a near kind of death experience in the sense that my room where I was sleeping, got struck by lightning. Not my house, my room. Like, my wall exploded on me in the middle of the night. 
and uh, it, like two inches to the left, it would have gone through my window and hit me. Like it was fucking loud and terrible way to wake up. Yeah, I to, would imagine like say. an explosion. Yeah, it it was so fucking loud, and you know, I ran out of my room. My mom's like, "Just go back to bed. It's fine." I'm like, "Uh, my no. room's smoking." <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not <laughs> fine. Uh, so after that, I I started having really vivid dreams and it's more than likely sleep paralysis but once again you never know with these types of things um but what would happen is i would sit up from my bed and i would see weird shit almost every single night damn and i would be able to move so when people say that sleep paralysis and they can't move that was different i was sitting up i could move my hands and look around and stuff move my head Uh i would just end up usually being so terrified that you... Yeah, terrified, but then eventually bringing myself to jump out of the room. Yeah. Um, so it didn't feel like I couldn't move my body without attempting. But the things I would see... Yeah. The first one was a tall man with red eyes... Oh, weird. ...that stood in the corner. What so the fuck? I kind of zoned out when you were telling your story, but... Uh, yeah, you were like, you, say, uh, you, say, you saw it here? It was here. At this house. Okay, so... It was, it was here at this house, but step- it was the only instance that I ever saw that thing, and I, I kind of took it as a warning. So Stefan and I live in the same neighborhood. I literally That's live right. um, just a couple of streets to the side, so maybe some kind of wandering thing that goes around these houses i don't know maybe so that's but that's exactly what i saw when so when stefan told me that i fucking got goosebumps yeah wow good halloween episode then but (laughs) there was another time too that happened where because the other night uh one of the other nights i saw okay not the other night like recently but no no no. this was within that span of me uh getting past the whole thunderbolt thing i saw a whole bunch of cloaked figures sitting around me and they were kneeling and it looked like they were praying at something. And I was, I was, you know, just looking at them. I was like, what the hell? This looks so weird. Yeah. And you're kind of fascinated I, too, right? I, yeah. And a weird I, fascination. In that I couldn't fear. see their faces. I just saw them all sitting there very clearly. And I couldn't, I can't remember the details of like what their hoods looked like or anything, but there was something specific in mind. And then a few weeks later, I was having coffee with my friend. And she, we just so happened to kind of just be chit-chatting, and she mentioned a time where she stumbled upon a kind of cult. Like, she was out in the middle of nowhere, and they were having some sort of ceremony, and she described them exactly as I saw them. Weird. She does not know what they were for. She booked out of there because it looked like, um, you know, they had knives and stuff on them. Where was she? Was she driving? I don't remember exactly. She was, no, she was, like, wandering around, like, in the woods or something and then just kind of came across it. I think there was, like, an abandoned house where she saw lights and then when she went to check it out, she saw it. I had not told her that I saw these things at all. So she said it to me and the way she described it sounded exactly what I saw. Like I said, you know, it wasn't just some generic hooded thing. There was some defining feature. I just can't fucking remember it because this was like years ago. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. but and that's kind of stuff you shut out of your memory. And, and like, that's and, too weird. And then you <laughs> you told me the whole thing about the tall guy with gl- uh, red, eyes. red eyes. Yeah. Um, like a week after that, like it all kind of went together in like a short amount of time, and it was fucking creepy. Yeah, because I never really told people about that creepiness in my room. There was a year or two when I was really stressed out. I was working full-time, going to school full-time, trying to work an internship into that, and I would get weird 
those same kind of like fleeting energies in this room, I get really like stressed out. Mm. So that's when I started cleansing the room and putting things in here like uh, crystals and weird shit like that, burning incense. Dildos, you know, all sorts of fucking Yeah, burning sage, like things like that. But nothing weird has happened in this house, knock on wood, since I was a little kid, you hey, know? do better. I'll knock on my glasses because knock on glass, save your ass. That's oh. your Halloween treat for today, kids. Oh, wow. Holy shit. No, but uh, yeah, and it's really weird. Um, probably the oddest thing, I mean, this didn't happen to me directly, but it did happen to my family. Um, my parents one year saw my uncle Richie, uh, who I think he died in a, in a, in a car accident. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he uh, pretty much was on the foot of their bed fishing as a little kid, except this was the only like ghost that they saw that was white. It wasn't dark or shadowy or anything but uh in the first house the house i was born in there was a what my parents called a gremlin but it was more than likely something similar to like a poltergeist that lived in an armoire that they bought mm -hmm. they bought it from a uh from some sort of a of a antique shop and brought it home set it up and first it started with a cat chasing it around and then it started knocking stuff over so i have seen with my own eyes and witnessed a glass in the kitchen slide from one side of the counter all the way to the other one and fall off. It was creepy, man. It was really weird. Um, yeah. And I mean, I um, one of the other more recent things I could think of is my, my grandma, on my father's side, but you know, they kind of, they were a Hispanic family and they looked into a lot of kind of, spiritual stuff or right. side things like that. Like they did a lot of things not to go too heavy into specifics. And my grandma recently passed a couple years ago and she had this jukebox. This jukebox has a whole bunch of tracks on it, a whole bunch of songs. It's a classic one. My dad currently has it at his home and it, it's had like a lot of issues with it. Like my uncle's had to work on it and fix it. He's, he's got it working for the most part. But some things just don't work. The oddest thing that happens is it will sometimes, after trying to go to a certain place or you press a specific code for a song, it'll go to my grandma's favorite song out of the entire jukebox. Oh, weird. Literally hundreds of different songs and stuff like that. And it, it'll always go to that one. And then one time I just went up there, like probably the only time I picked the music because I really just... I don't really think of it. Like, I just let my dad or sister do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one time I did it, I just had a feeling for a number. I'm like, I, I just have a feeling for that. I clicked it. My dad looked at me surprised, and he said, like, I, I think he said, like, it was my grandma's song that she got married to or something. Oh, my God. So, and I mean, that's, that jukebox has the Ghostbusters song on there. Yeah, does it really do? That's awesome. Yeah, it just it has all sorts of stuff on there, and just the oddest thing that sometimes will randomly go there, and then sometimes we'll just be sitting around, and when we have the jukebox, jukebox on, we, it will just turn on randomly. It will go to that track. And it will just be like, hey, my grandma lives in the jukebox. Yeah, that's an awesome feeling. That's a, that's a very nice. Yeah, kind of so it's, I know a lot of times these, um, a lot of people use this thing as a type of comfort or just a thing. But for me, it's just you have all these coincidences that can't fully be explained. Yeah, no, it really can't. So just, I don't know. I'm not fully disclosing off on ghosts. I'm not like, holy fuck, there's a ghost in my car. Right, no, but at the same time, you're not writing them off either. Right, it, anything yeah. could happen, man. No, totally, and I've, I've had enough experiences where I think, 
there's a lot more that we don't we just don't understand there's a lot of things that we just can't pick up on in this physical state mm-hmm. so that's it's it's creepy but it's really cool at the same time yes do you I have agree. a do you have a creepy pasta that you would like to share with the with the folks i do and oh, while shit. i'm pulling that up because i didn't initially have it prepared because i did other shit with my day on my phone mm-hmm. uh what's your favorite Halloween candy. Oh, my favorite Halloween candy has got to be Reese's. And it wasn't for a long time because I would get those mouth sores. And it will still happen every so often if I eat too many. Because you were slightly allergic to peanuts. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Just like mostly through my high school years. And then it went away. So, yeah, I would say Reese's. And then right underneath Reese's, I'm a Kit Kat guy all the way. You know what? Um, Absolutely, Reese's peanut butter cups are my favorite, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, God, they're like everyone's favorite. But a close second, which is or not close, but a second that's come up out of nowhere. Like it literally in the past year, it became my one of my favorite candies. Almond Joy. Almond Joy, yeah. Almond Joy is really good. Almond Joy is really good. They're refreshing. They are. I like Kit Kat. I like Snickers. Um, oh, I love Kit Kat. Give me a break. Give me a break. Of that break me off a piece on. of that Kit Kat bar. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, we thought. Just make this episode a little bit longer, you know, a little special yeah, Halloween yeah. treats. Mm-hmm. We'd uh, read some short creepy pastas. All right, I hope you pick short too. Yeah, it's fairly short. I had to kind of summarize it by just taking screenshots of it. Like, oh, I literally I just googled short creepy pasta. Oh no, this one's uh, been one of my favorite creepy pastas for years, and I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Well, I've never read this one. I'm just reading off the bat. Give it. Let's hear. I it. didn't have time. Let's so. hear it. In summer of 2013, I found myself driving home alone on Highway 902 from a party. It was almost midnight, and needless to say, it was pitch black. As usual, as was usual at night, weird, I was on edge. I had the radio off and could hear nothing but the muffled roar of tires on pavement and the dull hum of an engine. I stole a glance at the middle rear view mirror and saw nothing but darkness through the back window. (laughs) We did take into account that I can't fucking read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. All right. Uh, I'm fixing my glasses. I know that I looked backward and saw nothing. I'm sure of it. Just seemingly endless blackness of the night. I remember so clearly because not uh, 10 God. Slow down, slow down. Shut up. Not 10 seconds later, a car passed me to the left. Oh, hold on. There we go. Took out my fucking gum. There you go. Uh, headlights on. I had one of those sudden adrenaline rushes, like when you think you see a person outside your bedroom window when it's a tree, no comma, or when you start to awake at night with the feeling of falling. Ten seconds earlier, nothing had been behind me. Suddenly a car. I drove the rest of the way home, shivering and knowing nothing or something was off. The next morning, I found two sets of scratches near the back of my van. One was the left rear. One was on the right. The car was pretty old. They could have been there for months, but that was the first time that I distinctly remembered seeing them. In hindsight, there was two possibilities for what happened at night. Possibility one, by some glitch in reality or something paranormal, this other car had somehow appeared behind me within 10 seconds of me checking my mirror, like some weird ghost crap or something. However, the second option is what makes my blood run cold whenever I consider it. Closer to the mic. Good. It didn't even occur to me until months after the fact, but it makes me dread driving alone in the night anymore. Possibility two. The car was normal. It had approached me from the rear. 
and passed me to my left. However, something large and wide and was as black as night had been clinging to the rear of my car, obscuring my view from the window, leaving deep scratches on the inside. And I had inadvertently driven it home with me. Oh, oh my God. So you drove it home with him, this crazy little... Oh, do you think it's toothless from How to Train Your Dragon? Yeah. That's fucking rad! It's badass. Tooth- uh, oh, toothless is cool. Hold on, hold on. Uh, this story is brought to you by... Wait, photo credit. Brought to you uh, by who? Pause. Pause one moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is written by... Oh, it's called Darkness in the Rear View Mirror. Written by blank. Interesting. No, I'm serious. Like you don't see anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just darkness in the rear view mirror written by nothing. Oh the the background of it is dark. Maybe it was written by darkness. Oh my fucking god. Maybe it was written know. by the creature. So have you ever heard of Ben Drowned? I think so. Ben Drowned. Read me a story, dear boy, and please don't stutter as much this, as I did. I'll try not to. This has always been one of my favorite creepypastas because it involves a Zelda game. But oh, the the haunted Zelda. Yeah, so here we go. Just for the people oh, who don't said know about it, something obscure, man. Everyone right. knows this one. You think so? I don't think so. I, I don't think I everybody think knows about Ben Drowned like to that level. To the I'm not going to go super deep into it, but I found some pointers on. All it right, all right, good. Talk about. So for the people who don't know, for the listeners who don't know, Ben Drowned is about this college uh, college student. Okay, so it's told from you know first person's perspective. I recently moved into my dorm room, starting as a sophomore in college, and a friend of mine gave me his old Nintendo 64 to play. I was stoked, to say the least. I could finally play all those old games from my youth that I haven't touched in in at least a decade. His Nintendo 64 came with one yellow controller and a rather shoddy copy of Super Smash Bros. And while beggars can't be choosers, it didn't take long before I got bored of beating level 9 CPUs. So that weekend, I decided to drive around a few neighborhoods, about 20 minutes or so off campus, hitting up local garage sales and hoping to find some good deals from ignorant parents. So I ended up picking up a copy of Pokemon Stadium, GoldenEye, F-Zero, and two new controllers, all for about 10 10 bucks. Immediately, I noticed that there's this old blind man, or essentially there's this crazy... I skipped this whole part, but just because it's too much detail. There's some old fuck selling shit. Yeah, it's an old guy selling stuff with a fucked up eye. So apparently he took, you know, he said, I I took notice, he must be blind in one eye. And he had this glazed look over about it. So I forced myself to look at his left eye and try not to offend him. And I asked him at this garage sale if he had any old video games. I was already wondering how I could politely excuse myself from the situation because he would tell me he had no idea what video games were. But to my surprise, he had an old box and he just assured me that he'd be back in a jiffy from his garage. I watched him hopple away. I couldn't help but notice that he was selling on what he was selling on his little table. Rather peculiar paintings, various artworks, looked like ink block, almost like Rorschach type stuff. Uh, pretty much he came out with this copy of Majora's Mask in a box and he said, isn't this a video game? And... Uh, it looked just like it. It wasn't exactly aesthetically pleasing. It had, you know, scratches and things like that. But when he booted up the game, it worked fine. And there was a save file on there just named Ben. And the man was saying goodbye, Ben, whenever he left the garage sale, supposedly. He told him goodbye, Ben. So he felt bad for him. He's obviously like a grandparent going senile. But out of, out of curiosity, I loaded the game save file. He pretty much was really far in the game, having, having almost all the masks and three-fourths of the boss remaining. 
or yeah, and, or completing, I guess, three fourths of the boss, whatever you meant by that. <laughs> it's so bad, like it's so terribly written, and you don't even realize that until you're in the moment. Oh, like, yeah. Some of these no. are really bad. Like the grammar is really bad. I mean, so my... I noticed he had an owl statue right on his save game. It was day three. He decided to go in there, and he made a new file named Link out of tradition, just so he could start it from the top. Pretty much, he started playing the game and. He had, you know, gotten the lens of truth, made his way to the Snowhead Temple, and he was going to try to do the fourth day glitch. The glitch is when the clock is about to hit on zero, 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 zero on the final day, and you talk to the astronomer, astronomer through the telescope. If you exit the telescope, the timer just hits zero, 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 and the countdown disappears. Pretty much you have endless amount of time to finish whatever you're doing. So while he was doing this glitch in the Stonehead Temple, uh, he went in and tried it, got it the first time, and when he exited the telescope, he found himself in the Majora's Mask box room, trapped in the end of the, at the end of the game, staring at Skull Kid hovering above me, and there's no sound. Apparently, he continued to hover above me. I immediately, my, you know, my palms began to sweat. I started Arms moving along. You know, he can't do anything. He hit the reset button. This is where it gets trippy. But pretty much, he ended up in a Twilight Zone-type area of Clocktown, where every so often you would hear the Skull Kid laugh and you would hear the Happy Salesman laugh. And the Song of Healing just started ripping like super loud, playing, back, playing backwards in this constant looping state. And every now and then, you know, he would hear those laughs. Pretty much, uh, he walked around this ghost town of, of you know, clock town and saw all out of place textures everything looked really fucking weird he tried leaving clock town but every time he would it would just enter another zone of clock town that he did not want to be in he did not want to be here and uh anytime he would try to play the song of time or the song of soaring he would say your notes echo far but nothing happens pretty much he was going around and around he finally hit reset and when the game booted up it said your turn ben and that save file is right back where it was before and Pretty much his save file was deleted. He deleted the Ben save file and it came back. So he ripped it out of his N64, drove it back to the old man's house to ask him some questions only to find a for sale sign in the front yard. Nobody was there when he rang the doorbell. So yeah, he thinks that Ben might be some sort of an equation or, or like something weird, but basically he's never opened that game ever again. And then there's a little screenshot of it that says your turn, Ben. So do you think these types of situations where like they go for like a sale or something like that and then they come back and the place is gone or for sale, do you think it's either the old man's like they sell the thing, they're like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, right, 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 yeah. Or it's the alternative of like there wasn't anyone there and it's just some asshole going up to a fucking like empty parking lot or empty driveway or whatever. Right. And, and it's like, stuff. hi, old man, can I take this? And the people walking by is like, that's weird. Why is he doing that? Yeah. Uh, well, apparently he went in the garage and tried digging stuff out. That's what part of the thing was. But I guess in one of these situations, it's more like, get we got rid of the creepy thing, so let's get the fuck out. So to be 100% honest, I never really played through Majora's Mask because it kind of fucking freaked me out. Yeah, it is a creepy game. Especially the, the guy who sells masks. Yeah, the, the creepy mask salesman. Yeah, he's creepy, and he's a mask His name salesman. is the happy mask salesman, but he's very creepy. No, happy. he's fucking creepy. Yeah, he's definitely the creepy like, mask salesman. That skewed me out so much as a kid. And I didn't even really play too many 64 games. I didn't play Ocarina of Time until I was much older. But like, whenever I saw you play them, and then you were playing that game, I was like, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, there's nothing scary about Majora's Mask. That's what's funny. There's really nothing I know, creepy. but this creepypasta, like, uh, when I first heard it, when I was like, 
middle school. Yeah, that's really uh, didn't fucking do. help. <laughs> no, no, it definitely doesn't help. And there are some weird and creepy parts of Majora's Mask. It definitely goes further than Ocarina of Time could have ever gone. And uh, thematically, it's a lot darker. It's like one of the only few Zelda games that has death all around it. But uh, hey, I hope you enjoyed this extra spooky Halloween special from the Empty Glass. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go a little bit longer. I had I had just like one more Halloween question for you. One more spook question. You made me a fuck. You made me a fool, Stefan. The fuck. You can do your scary laugh one more time. Not not right now, right now but mm-hmm. after I ask you this. All right, go ahead. First off, if uh, you had to become a Halloween monster, who would you be? Freddy Krueger. Nice. I would probably be. Uh, I'd probably be Swamp Thing. Like Swamp Thing. Have you watched the show? Or do you mean the fucking Creature of the Black Lagoon? No, well, Creature of the Black... No, there's a difference between Swamp Thing and Creature of Black Lagoon. Uh, well, I saw Swamp Thing, so I, I would be more like... I, I'd probably. Get more. What do you mean you saw Swamp Thing? It, we actually had to study it for class, like old school horror movies and things like that. Are you still talking about the Creature of the Black Lagoon? Maybe so. Maybe I'm talking about the Creature... <laughs> Swamp Thing's a DC... Swamp Thing's a DC fucking... Guy. Well then, yeah, I'm thinking of the creature of the black, which Lagoon. I said was a great fucking horror show, and that we should watch it because I have DC Universe because I'm a little fuck. That's one, but no, uh, yeah. I mean, Michael Myers is probably my favorite. Um, is probably my favorite horror slasher, but Freddy Krueger is just—he's Robert fun. England, and he's the right choice. He has the coolest powers, and he's fun. Yeah, welcome to prime time, bitch. Yeah, exactly. It's the line he says in Dream Warriors, yeah, episode three of that. Episode three. And then, yeah. Yeah. Good but thing. also, like, is there, like, a certain song that sticks out for you for Halloween? Like, what, what do you think in your head is the Halloween theme? Like, the theme song for Halloween? So you have, like, Skrillex Equinox. <laughs> really? <laughs> Dude, honestly, I, f- I look back at this in shame, partially, because I still really enjoyed it. Uh, I remember when we got out of SAC one day. Yeah. Because we went to San Antonio College for a little bit or I did then I dropped out and Stefan furthered his education um, I remember one time when I got out of class I got in my car and fucking blasted Skrillex's Equinox and it felt like Halloween it felt like Halloween yeah cool especially because the girl's screaming call 911 now yeah yeah that's yeah no I don't blame you at all I think for me it's uh, it's this is Halloween for sure from in this Africa. town we call home everyone else to the pumpkin song all right now we're gonna get copyrighted claimed yeah we're too good that. yeah i know all right so did you have any other questions for me no i didn't i mean i just wanted to kind of cap that off so let's get that spooky laugh one more time <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching <laughs> Or, you know, listening It's a podcast, but right. you get the idea uh, Make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts You know, DM us if you guys have any questions Or things you want us to feature on the podcast At The Empty Glass on Twitter And also send us an email TheEmptyGlass at Yahoo.com Yeah, and check your fucking candy bars for razors Have a good night, everybody! Happy Halloween! And watch out for weed treats Even though nobody would ever do that in their right mind we have a really bad habit of like having like a thing to end the podcast and then just fucking yeah, just adding something else. It's like no, it's over. We should probably shoot ourselves. Yeah, I'm down. Uh, uh, uh.